today. We were in discussion with our panelists about the five, well, allegedly 500,000 rand that was received by former president. And uh, Mr. Sandile here was talking about uh, the, the issue that there was no record of this money uh, as found by the public protector in the CR17 camp. Now, in your view and from your legal eye and legal mind, does it constitute intent to, to cover up? Is that enough? Well, as I understand it, Tammy, uh, the, the uh, management of these funds was delegated by President Ramapo, or Deputy President Ramaphosa, as he was then, to a campaign team. Um, if there was no record of this donation, I think that would be, um, that would be a concern. Um, that they, then the President's corrective statement to Parliament would also have been inaccurate. So I'm not sure upon what basis um, he would have said to Parliament, you know, this is, uh, in fact, I made a mistake the first time I gave you my response, and this is, in fact, the true situation. I have, uh, my campaign staff have confirmed um, that there is this 500,000 rand donation from AGO, or Basase as it was then, um, it would be, I think, rather unusual and astounding, and, and I think it would be a really uh, a, a serious cause for concern if the president himself may have been misled by his own campaign staff uh, managing the funds. So I'm not sure what the source is of that, of that information, that there in fact was no donation. Let's jump in here. Uh, the president was asked in parliament, he wasn't prepared for this question when Musi Mamane asked him about the 500,000 rand. That's the first time when he said, actually, this money was, was given to my son. And then he later on did make a submission to the Speaker of Parliament saying, I've gone back, I've actually checked the facts, and actually this money went to the, the campaign itself. But he says that he's not hands-on as far as the donations are concerned. Is it his responsibility to, first of all, know exactly who is donating to his campaign? And secondly, is it his responsibility to disclose the donors that he has? Look, I think let's, let, let's maybe first just uh, unpack a bit of the legalities around uh, the first finding. The finding is that he misled Parliament uh, by making in the first instance that uh, the money was fees due to his son's company. And then he came back and said, I found out now it related to my to my own political campaign. You mentioned that he answered that on the spot. And there, there are a number of legal issues around that because, as you may know, ordinarily the kind of question that he was answering, which was the VBS question, the rules of parliament dictate that those questions must be asked in advance in writing, and the, whoever is answering must then come and answer in parliament. Now, that's important because, uh, you know, it, it's intended, in my view, to make sure that people give accurate answers. You know, you go back, people, executives are not always on top of the facts. You know, so they give an opportunity to go and find out and then come and answer. Now, what happened in this case is that uh, the leader of the opposition followed up after a written question on VBS and asked him about this money. The first point that's being raised is that, one, the leader of the opposition was not entitled to raise that question, but the president uh, decided to answer it anyway. Uh, and the public protector makes a big issue out of it to say, look, he, he knew he didn't have to answer it. So because he decided to answer the question on the spot, uh, I'm going to find that he 
deliberately misled uh, you know, Parliament, and I said, uh, you know, uh, earlier in the week with your colleague here on the interview, that my reading of the text of the of the of the report, you know, it's quite confusing. On the one hand, it says he deliberately misled Parliament; in other words, he intentionally misled Parliament. But on the same report, she acknowledges that he did that in good faith. So, uh, from a legal point of view, I don't know about politically, but uh, you know, it's fodder for 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 contest. So, Mr. Pinal, let's bring you in here. The fact that the president did answer a question that, as uh, your, your mm. colleague here, Mr. Rachimbilani, has, has noted, he wasn't obligated or obliged to actually answer that question right there and then. Mm. Does that give him a loophole? Can one mm. then say he answered something that he should have reflected upon first and foremost before answering and therefore inadvertently implicated himself? Can one withdraw such an answer? I don't think he can. I mean, the, the, the answer is on record. I think he can correct himself. I think he is um, able to argue that he was acting in good faith, um, that he wasn't standing on uh, strict procedural rules, but he was willing to be open and responsive, and he responded in good faith according to the knowledge that he had, which he believed was accurate, having discussed the matter, he says, with his son. So I don't think he can be criticized for, being, for, for wanting to be transparent and open, um, even though Mr. Maimani may not have um, followed accurately the rules of Parliament. I think the, the, the concern here is that, uh, that that finding that the President then, as a result of wanting to be responsive and accountable and open and, and not trying to duck and dive, um, is then found to have deliberately misled Parliament. I think, in my view, the most that one could say, I think in fairness, is perhaps the president may have been careless. Um, he, perhaps he should have insisted on procedure, following procedure and saying, let me take this under advisement and I'll check. But I think as the, on, on the, pre the president's own version, he thought he knew the answer to the question, so why not answer it? Um, and on, the, on that basis, I don't think um, then subsequently correcting it um, while it might not be specifically provided for in the rules, um, members are um, encouraged and required to be open and honest with Parliament. And I think the President then asking for the opportunity to place a correct set of version of, of the facts before Parliament can be criticised. It might not be provided for in the rules, precisely perhaps because the President um, was not asked a, a, not correctly asked a follow-up question it was an unrelated question by Mr. Maimani. So in, in a sense, he dug himself a hole, but he did it um, in good faith. And I don't think he should be criticized for trying to set the record straight. But I guess this is where the contradiction then really comes in from the public uh, uh, protector's findings, where she says he deliberately misled Parliament and then, you know, mistakenly, um, you know, misled mm. Parliament. But this is actually very key because this is what hinges upon the fact that he was found to have gone against the Constitution, um, you know, Section 96.1, uh, that his behavior was misleading. So I guess intent here and proving intent has to be paramount because it is a very serious ruling. So where to from here? As you mentioned, the public protector's report blows hot and then cold regarding this issue of intent. Uh, Mr. Pinara, I hear you wanting to come in there. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. I think, it, yeah, so, 
<laughs> sorry, I beg your pardon. I thought you were. Um, thank you. The, the, there are a couple of different ways to, I think, interpret the public protector's report, where she says he deliberately misled Parliament, but then he was acting in good faith. And so I, I know that this issue has been just discussed by Mr. Rashimalani as well. I, I think she may be saying when he wanted to correct his statement, he was acting in good faith. But initially, when he responded, he deliberately misled Parliament. And I, I think those, if, if that interpretation is correct of what the public protector is trying to say in her report, I, I think the, the, the report is very badly worded. Um, but because I think she is saying he was acting in good faith when he sought to re set the record straight. But I think she's being unduly critical and unduly harsh. And I don't think um, she is correct in law by finding that the president deliberately misled parliament. On, on his version, as far as we know, he honestly thought he was telling the truth. And, and although the, the question was non-procedural, um, he was being open and, and candid with the knowledge that he thought he had that was accurate. And, and so I think, I, I, I really think the public protector's finding on this point is open to challenge, at least as far as the evidence available to us is concerned. Mr. Swanner, are you, are you in agreement uh, with that, your views? Uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, there, and I just want first of all to correct what I said earlier on. The, I didn't say that the 500,000 was, was missing from their books. What I said is that once they've received the money, any money, including the whole 191 million, that they didn't write out project plans, they didn't keep minutes, so when the public protector approached them to give them, to give them their own documents to see that what they are doing with this money is legitimate and it's in good order. There were no documents to be given. They said they are not keeping. So you can they receive about 200 million rand and you spend it out without any records. That's what I'm saying. And we are spending it on behalf of an aspiring president and a current deputy president. And I'm saying that that is not exemplary behavior. If you are saying your job that we are taking on is to rid this country of corruption. Coming now to this finding, first of all, the public protector makes it clear that um, Cyril Ramaphosa is asked the question and the account to which the money was paid is mentioned by name. It stated what the account is. And, and Cyril Ramaphosa says, yes, I know about this thing. And Musi Maimane is carrying the documents, the proof of payment, and the affidavit related to this amount. And Cyril, a lawyer, he's a trained lawyer. He could have simply said, give me those documents. Let's, I'm asking for an adjournment. I can read these documents so that I know that this 500,000 that I'm talking about is exactly the same one that my money is talking about. And, and we'll come back to that. And I 